Yes, indeed, Arito. It is another entry into the toxic zone on Tox News. Where I'm unfair, unbalanced, biased, and utterly toxic. This is shit to rub inside of your ears. Thank you for allowing this shit to slide in. I have a terrible program for you today. It begins with what we know about the police shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin, brought to us from the Wheelie Dyer himself, Ben Chaperone. And then after that, we have Trump dropping his second term load, and any sane person would agree with it. And so, Tim Pool will tell us why he plans to vote Trump. Yes, this is all things you wanted to know and hear about. Ooh boy. I think it's about time we got it. So toxic that we just get wasted. Alright. So beginning up first, Benny, take it away. What do we know about Kenosha? We begin today with another disputed police shooting, this one in Kenosha, Wisconsin. This is receiving all sorts of attention because, again, there is video footage of a fragment of the actual shooting incident. What you will see here is disturbing, so there is your warning. Uh, what you see here is a black man. His name is, uh, is Jacob. Okay, his name, according to CNN, is, uh, I guess they're now releasing it. So I was, I was a little hesitant about saying it. Uh, so Jacob Blake is the man's name. What you can see in this particular case is Jacob Blake walking away from the police officers who are telling him to stop. They have their police weapons drawn on him as he is walking away. He walks over to his car. It is unclear whether he has something in his hand or if he doesn't have something. In I can't even explain right now how many times this video is being replayed. Uh, once is enough, Ben. Once is enough. In his hand, is it, it is unclear whether there is something in the car, whether there isn't something in the car. And then they shoot him when he reaches into the guy. It's a 30 second video with as little context as we can possibly get. And it got played at least six times. Um, you know, I know that his show is a podcast, but I have to imagine that some people watch it. How many people were listening to it too? Were you just hearing the gunshots in the background? Like, are you just into that kind of thing? Is that like the, uh, the fuck do they call that ASMR or whatever? Is that is that what that is for conservatives? All right, I'm getting a bit, I'm right, I'm already ad hominem all over the place. Let's just. Sorry, he's completely ignoring them as all of this goes on. He's been shot either seven or nine times by various accounts, and uh, he is now in the video, I believe serious man. condition, so he is still alive. This led off a series of riots last night in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, here's the thing. We literally don't know what happened here. Okay, all you know is what's on the tape. Okay, so all you know is that there's some white police officers. They are following this black man who's walking away from them. They have their guns drawn. They have no idea why their guns are drawn. All right. So let it be known, because Ben Shapiro is letting us know at minute 16, that we have no idea what's going on. But let's just insert our opinion in here so hard. We have no idea what happened immediately previous to this. We yeah. have heard an account that he was breaking up some sort of fight between two women, but we literally like, have no confirmation of this. We don't know whether that... 
I like how dubious his face is, too, and just how much he has to reinforce the idea that we have no idea what actually happened, because duh, Ben. No fucking duh. We weren't there. It is true. The only thing that we know in this particular case is what is on the tape and what is already on record. We know that what is on record is that he has a history of assaulting. <laughs> and what is on record? All right, see, now the reason why I started with this is because, yes, the RNC is happening right now. But, like, honestly, who wants to watch that shit live? You should take bits and pieces because, oh, dear God, that shit is... I thought a lot of things were toxic, but, like, it's a concentration. It's almost like a live resin of toxicity. Holy shit. I watched maybe 30 minutes some total, and oh, dear lord. But, you know, if you want to get a piece of that, I'm sure there's more coverage later. I think I'll be talking about it probably at some point, because holy fuck. But I wanted to skip the RNC for today and focus in on this, because it was a pretty important... Uh, event that happened in Wisconsin that's going to develop further. I mean, I feel like this event itself has just about the impact that George Floyd uh, did, and Kenosha's going through hell. Um, Portland's still popping off, per usual, but Kenosha is on another level right now. The, the, the tensions are not even cuttable. They're cut. It's... Wild. So that that's why I'm I'm bringing it in. I, I I could have focused in on RNC day one or even RNC day two, but this specific issue is way too important. And um, my favorite part right now is how what we know, what is on record, that Ben is about to read off right now, has nothing to do with the accounts taken, such as witnesses or police incident reports. What we're going to get. As you all know, and have been seeing probably throughout Twitter, if you're on uh, Twitter poll or pol politiwit, politiwer, politiwit, all right, whatever. If you've been on there, then you know that the uh, conservatives have been sleeplessly, relentlessly uh, focusing in on his character as he was. Uh, before this incident, uh, looking at his past crimes or convictions. Um, they did the same thing to George Floyd. Because the incident is so horrifying, they have to point out, well, he was he, he was a porn star and he was on meth, you see. And that's why he deserved to die, or at least it doesn't matter. So that's the line of thinking and thought process that a conservative mind instantly goes to, is that, well... How good of a person was he, you know? I mean, if he got shot seven times in the back, you gotta wonder, was he even a very good person? <sighs> Police, he also has passed charges for domestic abuse and sex crime as well, and there's a warrant for his arrest. That is what we know documentarily. Yep. He has a sex crime. That means execution by police is warranted at any minute. If you commit a sex crime or are convicted of domestic abuse, or uh, assaulting a police officer. If you have any of these crimes, please expect death for you at any moment when you are pulled over. You are in America. We keep our people free. Dirty criminals. Okay, so that doesn't mean that the shooting is good. It doesn't mean that the shooting is bad. I'm just telling you what we know at this point. What we don't know... Exactly. So uh, wh why is that even relevant to the situation? 
we don't even know if they they called this individual in. We don't know why the cops were there. This the, the, the man's record is not important. So uh, would he go back and look at the two officers? Were their names even released? Because I would doubt it for the fact of needing uh, probably to protect them. I don't know. So if Ben could actually get the names of the officers and find out whether or not they have past records, because I remember Derek Chauvin's coming out. Um, eh, it trickled out. It was slower. Um, I think... Who was it? Um, Michael Brown's killer. Um, he also had a, a record that we didn't really seem to focus in on as much as Michael Brown's incident at the convenience store, which painted him as a criminal. So, mm, suspect? Yeah, yeah, I'll just rule it suspect and move on. Don't whether he was reaching time. for a gun, we don't know what's in the car, we don't know anything. We don't know anything. So the responsible position would be in this particular case, you this hold idea. off on judgment. Maybe it's a bad shooting, maybe it's not a bad shooting. Maybe it was racially driven, Wait. we literally... When is a good shooting? When is a good shooting? Is hunting a duck a good shooting? I mean, that's fucking subjective because for some people like murdering a duck with a shotgun for your own pleasure seems pretty sadistic so let's just count that out for now um uh shooting a bad guy with a gun maybe but it's a bad situation there's probably other people with gunshot wounds in them um there's never a good shooting even if you're taking down a bad guy i'm gonna be honest with you because that's still not a good situation i don't you can celebrate it i guess you know I guess. I guess. We really have no evidence of that. Maybe it's not racially driven. We do not know what happened here. Right? That would be the responsible. Two minutes in, and he cannot say enough that we don't know what's going on. And yet we're going to spend 13 more minutes describing what you should think about this situation. All right, Ben, please continue. Play here by the media. That would be the responsible play here by your political class. Unfortunately... Responsibility matters not on Twitter, and it matters not in American public no, life anymore. No, no. No, nothing matters on Twitter. Nothing matters on Twitter. Nobody should take anything of substance from Twitter. Memes, good dunks, spicy hot takes, but responsibility? Is this, is this what happens when a president can't stop tweeting? Because let's talk about responsibility then, Ben. Oh, no, he don't, he don't want to go there. Let's stay on topic. Sorry, I really get off on tangents. I get off on them so hard. Instead, everybody immediately jumps to their pre-existing biases, and that is particularly true on the BLM left, which has decided that this is yet another example of an unarmed black man being shot for no reason at all by the police. For I mean, he's extending uh, probably the position that some people are taking or... Uh, he is, you know, on the money for the position that some people are taking. The fact that I don't know, except all I see is a cop holding a man by a shirt and then unloading seven bullets into his back. Um, not only is the cop cowardly, but also, um, oh wait, I feel like that's a big enough issue. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we should expect a lot more from police, and they should also know how to arrest more people without pulling out their guns. I mean, like, we hear these cases growing and growing and growing, and that's because the presence of cell phones with video and the internet, I mean, it's it's everywhere. And, you know, you can't really avoid it anymore as much as you probably could back in the 90s. Ah, <sighs> oh, damn it. 
See, I get off on tangents so hard that I just create my own lane. Uh, let's get back on topic. Ben, please help me out. For racial reasons. All right. And our politicians are simply repeating this. And so are our media. The headline from CNN today. Wisconsin police shoot black men as children watch from a car, attorney says. Yep, three children were in the car. I don't think uh, Ben has actually acknowledged this fact. Three children, all of Jacob Blake's, were in the car to witness their dad being shot in the back seven times. You got to kind of wonder, depending on what the situation was, what that situation itself, that event, is going to teach those children. Hmm. Okay, so we're, we're now just taking, at face value... What the attorney says, with no additional evidence provided by the cops, the cops have not provided an account of what has happened as of yet at this hour. According to CNN, two Wisconsin police yeah, officers... Yeah, but that's, that's incredibly what's more important to Ben than the lawyer of the victim is the police account. That's more important to Ben, so... ...on leave Monday, as state authorities investigate why a black man was shot multiple times in the back as he entered, the driver's side door of an SUV official said... Among the witnesses to the Sunday evening shooting in Kenosha were the man's three sons. Attorney Ben Crump and the American Civil Liberties Union said the man identified by the Wisconsin governor as Jacob Blake is in serious condition and fighting for his life. Crump yep. posted a short video of the shooting, garnering almost 700,000 views. As of right now, he is going to be paralyzed from the waist down for the rest of his life. Ben does not know that, but we do now. And that's uh, what happens when you let a story develop rather than trying to immediately get ahead of it so that people can think... What you want them to think, or I don't know, is this just is this just content creating at this point? Is he, what, what are we doing here? Really, is this like 15 minutes of hate? Are we already 1984? What are the fuck we doing here? Sparking protests that led county officials to institute a curfew until 7 a.m. That'd be 6 a.m. Eastern time on Monday. Protesters overnight broke windows and sprayed graffiti at a Kenosha County administrative building and torched vehicles at a nearby auto dealership. By the way, the, the torching of the vehicles at the auto dealership was a somewhat ironic, considering that the auto dealership literally had a giant sign out front that said Black Lives Matter. I just always want to kind of talk about this because every time uh, conservatives speak about uh, riots, as they call them, um, but, you know, I think Kenosha definitely rioted. They went hard. Um, the thing that they always skip is like if there's whether or not there's actual history between the cops and the city or the community. I feel like they're always skipping over that because these you don't just a community doesn't just burn it the city down. That's that's a rational thought, and I don't really believe that everybody that is a part of these protests trying to get. Uh, either black liberation or racial justice in general or just police reform i don't really believe they want to burn down the city in order to get this now i do assume there's boogaloo boys and the like that want that revolution to kick off but like most people are merely just asking to change the laws or change policy and recognize our past and our current actions and really reflect on the soul of the country but police brutality is usually what it ends up meeting these uh, people, these citizens, these communities. And so the only thing that's left for them to do that actually doesn't take lives is to burn down and loot. And it gets your attention and it brings your awareness to that situation. Unfortunately, when that happens, it's still the wrong kind of attention. They say that bad media is as good as good media or some dumb shit like that but like truly though if the narrative is spun like a conservative fucking weaves that spider's web of dog shit it's going to hurt the movement 
and it keeps the people who who consume this media adversarial to your position. Um, that has been my bread talk. Thank you for joining me. We still got 12 more fucking minutes. Oh my god. It didn't matter. They torched the vehicles anyway. A fire. I mean, you can see the video of it. It's it's incredible. I mean, these 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 cars are being burned. I don't know if the cars had anything to do with anything. Apparently, nothing. Hmm. But they were being burned. And right outside, there is a uh, there's a big sign that says. I mean, you know, I don't I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but like we don't have any proof that who burned down this uh, auto body shop. Uh, to be perfectly honest, if they have a Black Lives Matter sign and they know. <laughs> The media is soon to cover this. I just feel like that it's advantageous for a right winger or further to the right to go into the city, whether they live there or not, and set fire to a business that says Black Lives Matter and to disappear into the night. And conservatives and right wingers can easily take that destruction and move it over to the people who were uh, upset that night Um, because... Again, it just seems completely irrational. And uh, to assume people that want racial justice and uh, extremely reformed police, to call them irrational, um, that's just that mischaracterization. That's perfect for this movement over here called the Daily Wire. So um, just going to leave that little nugget there, and you can call it truth or you can call it poop. I don't really care. Black Lives Matter, so that's exciting stuff happening over in Wisconsin. A fire was started at the county courthouse. Officers in tactical gear formed a line to protect a public safety building, according to the local WISN-CNN affiliate. Kenosha is about 40 minutes south of Milwaukee. We also have tape of, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, we, we have tape of some BLM allies, maybe Antifa members, because the guy's white, who walks up literally to a sheriff's vehicle with a long gun drawn pointing at the sheriff. It's not pointing. They at stop. The they, they literally are, are pointing weapons at a uh, at a sheriff's vehicle. Not yet. He's not yet. But there's uh, and, um, plenty of dudes there. Everything is going. There's. Pl- he's not pointing the gun at them yet. But there are uh, several people there with weapons, and um, yeah, maybe maybe they are anti-fascists. But um, we do know if you're well informed in these fucking stupid. I hate politics. I mean, it's it's so interesting, but, like, his dishonesty is what makes me hate it. Um, we know that Boogaloo boys are out there. We don't know if those guys specifically are boogies, but boogies are out there, and they want to pop shit off with the cops. They really want to get this uh, fucking Boogaloo running, dude. So to uh, just say, oh, uh, they're either BLM or they're either uh, Antifa, let's just say, um, you're just ignoring, and you're uh, doing that Red Scare shit where you want to uh, boogeyman the fuck out of your childish audience. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's that exactly that simple. Really well. it, honestly, going- if they had pointed their guns at those officers, those dudes, fucking dead. That whole town would be burnt to the fucking ground. Not just by protesters, but also by the warfare caused by the cops. But also, maybe not, because maybe those two dudes are the only dudes there with guns. So if they were to shoot the sheriffs, they sure as shit would just be dead, while the sheriffs have plenty to replace. Really, really well. And naturally, this would be a good time for a political class, you know, maybe take the temperature down a little bit. 
Wouldn't this be a good time for our public leaders to say things like, this is under full investigation. The police officers have been taken off duty. Why don't we investigate the incident and find out what happened here? That's Wouldn't that be a good time to say, let's let the process work? Every single officer involved shooting in the United States. So now it's the state's fault. Oh, it must be Democrat run. It's, it's probably Democrat run. Let's check it out. States is fully investigated. Let's get it. That does not mean they're not incidents where officers go unpunished for things they should be punished for. That does happen. Okay, but we have no evidence that's going to happen here. We have no evidence of what exactly happened here. And if you are the head of your state's law enforcement body, right? Let's say you're the governor of the state. Wouldn't you say at this point, you're the head of the executive branch. Wouldn't you say at this point, let's wait for the process to work? All right. No, our politicians have decided. How long are people supposed to wait before officers are either suspended, let go, fired? Like, how long do they honestly have to wait before they can go protest, Ben? Because we're getting to that heap of sand. And I feel the energy that Kenosha did not suspend or reprimand these officers immediately. Um, And that's why people reacted in the streets. It's... Do you know... He's got got to be a self-aware human being. He's got to be. There's no way I can believe that this, this man is just completely delusional. There's much more hay to be made in suggesting openly that this is a racially driven bad police shooting based on no evidence whatsoever yet, right? Just based on that fragmentary tape. Police said they were called to respond to a domestic disturbance. Yeah, but if that tape doesn't upset you... Who called 911? If that tape doesn't upset you, uh, you have no soul. Like, honestly, it's, um, it's not as long as George Floyd's death. But it sure as shit was as deadly. It, it should have been. Because, like, point blank range, seven bullets. I, I don't know if I can say that he's lucky to be alive because now he has to deal with this bullshit. Being uh, crippled for the rest of his life and uh, fucking in, innumerable uh, news commentators saying that it was justified. That you, des- sir, you deserve to no longer walk because you resisted arrest. That is that is what they're spending their time doing. And I've always, like, since I've been hearing this argument, I've been seriously wondering, like, why are citizens not allowed to resist an officer? Because I understand that, you know, criminals would do so. You know, most of the time, like, I don't know, John Dillinger or Machine Gun Kelly, right? They didn't want to get apprehended by the man, so they would kill cops in order to run away with the bank money. But they had already committed a crime offhand. If you have not committed a crime, it's so much harder to prove it if you resist arrest. You have to just, quote-unquote, trust the process. Ugh. I don't understand that because, like, constantly the libertarians and conservatives are talking about how, uh, you know, you had one of the most fundamental rights is the right of self-defense. And that's why they uphold the Second Amendment so motherfucking high on a pedestal. But when it comes to the citizen defending themselves from state authority, it is never justified. It is never allowed why are we at this point and is it because body cams are not effective enough i don't know why the fuck body cams aren't on all the time it would be easy enough 
I mean, there's no way that officers, if a com crime is committed and officers are strapped with cams, which is a very effective weapon at even finding cops committing crimes, they can identify them, right? You pull them over, you get the license plate, you can find them later, you can bring a whole fucking SWAT team to do it. And then we can finally pay them to get the job done. But also, now I'm getting fucked up because the SWAT also fucks up a lot of shit. They, they, they ruin neighborhoods and they kick in doors that don't belong. There's not a perfect way of doing it with the system that we have now. But what I'm saying is, is we have the opportunities to do better arrests that are more peaceful. If they're peacekeeping, why the fuck do they keep shooting people? One or what happened before the recording begins. It's not clear from the video if both of the officers open fire their two officers. The second officer has his gun out as the shots are heard. All officers are cooperating. Neither officer has been identified. DCI, which is the Department of Internal Affairs over there, is continuing to review evidence and determine the facts of this incident and will turn over investigative reports to a prosecutor following a complete and thorough investigation, the statement said. Hey, so what did our what did our wonderful members of the political class do here? Instead of taking down the temperature, and it does matter if you take down the temperature here, because we have seen situations already, like within the last couple of weeks, in which bad accounts of police shootings went viral and caused actual riots, right? The Chicago Loop riots were caused by online rumors that a child had been shot unarmed by a police officer. It turned out not to be true at all. It turned out that there was a man shooting a police officer. Uh, the right wing and conservative media has been mischaracterizing this Chicago shooting since the beginning, much like they are doing with the Kenosha, Wisconsin shooting. So the the equivalency here to the situations, dog shit. It's dog shit because they don't it's not based in actual reality and it has nothing to do with the actual reports coming out of Chicago. If you don't believe me, actually look it up and consume as much media as you can rather than just this one dude with a yarmulke on. I, I appreciate the yarmulke, bro, but, like, I know God ain't above you. Officers who was shot. Didn't matter. People went rioting in the Chicago Loop. By the way, rioting is not justified even if there's a bad shooting. We have answers for that in this country. That is called the police officer goes to jail. That is called the police officer is dragged up on charges, as they should be if you do something wrong. What? Hey, the, the answer to this... What? Does he not sit there and always protect the, the fucking immunity, bro? Qualified immunity. He defends it like a motherfucker. Like, no, Ben. And you know that doesn't happen. Let's just, let's just make shit up because... This is never burning crap in the streets. But our political class at least on the left, have decided it is mostly important that they get their spilkas out on Twitter, that they go out there and... The last thing that I had read about an officer actually being arrested was when they had raped a girl in the backseat of their car. Dash cam footage caught him. It has to be that fucking bad. But a murder on tape so far has not done it. <laughs> What a little turd. And they, then they show their, their narrative their narrative empathy on Twitter. And if you don't jump to a conclusion on Twitter, you're considered bad, right? If you wait too long. If you wait too long, then you're considered... If you say, maybe oh, we should wait for the evidence, and then it. I'll say that this fits into a pattern of X, Y, or Z. Wait, wait, you're wait, considered wait, 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 wait. So are you outselling your morals for not waiting for more evidence? Because, Ben, this is contradictory to what the fuck you're doing right now. Come on. 
Come on. Come on, let's not just like hip hop hypocrisy like in the middle of your show, Ben. It's embarrassing. ...bad and wrong and terrible. Our political incentive system rewards people who jump out front and back a narrative before the evidence is in. And then what if the evidence doesn't back it? We just ignore it, it just goes away. Right? We just rewrite the situation, the factual situation in order to meet the narrative. What? Is what can happened you, with Michael Brown. People it? still list Michael Brown among quote unquote victims of police shootings despite the fact that the Obama DOJ found that shooting to be justified despite the fact that local... <sighs> Do not bring up Michael Brown, bro. Again, like another situation that they have completely mischaracterized, especially since it's like, what? When, when was Michael Brown shot? Like 2014. Six years can add a lot of fog to the memory of that situation. And they have been mischaracterizing that young man since the day he died. So please, Ben, do not. And the thing is, is if you read the Department of Justice uh, thing, which is from Eric Holder, if I'm not wrong, right? I think that was the DOJ for Obama at the time. Uh, a black man, if you will. Two black men in positions of power. They only took in the witness accounts that the uh, agreed with the police narrative. The DOJ report did not include Michael Brown's friend who was right next to him when he died. It did not include his eyewitness account whatsoever. It didn't include anybody else who was actually there also that didn't agree with the police narrative. They didn't include theirs because they said there was too much contradictions or there's overlapping information or whatever's really needed to get this not in the report, you know? So, Ben and your viewers please do some more research and you will find that you can be a much more authentic human being and you won't have to live a lie so often how how do you do it how do you carry the burden of so many lies i really don't know prosecutors twice found that shooting to be justified michael brown in all the lists is always included in the lists Freddie Gray is always included in the list of wrongful police killings, despite the fact that there was a full investigation into Freddie Gray's death and he was not actually murdered by the police. He died because they didn't buckle him into the back of the police van properly. And then he banged his head, unfortunately, on the back of the. <sighs> he died in police custody, though. He wasn't actually murdered by the police. He was just murdered at the back of their. Uh... Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. He accidentally hit his head in the back of their uh, police cruiser. It's not even just the lies. Maybe he actually believes this is truth and he actually sees some sort of moral light at the end of this tunnel. But he just keeps justifying the deaths of black men at the hands of the state and it's very strange to me how you could find a moral light in that. It has to be white supremacy. It has to be the mission of the 14 words that would compel a person to commit their life <laughs> to justifying the murder of black people. All right, that's the only conclusion I can reach. Ben, please. Please, Dan, right? That, that is the actual autopsy showing. There was a full investigation done. Yeah. All of the, Rayshard Brooks is listed among the victims of police violence, even though he tried to tase two separate officers and was firing a taser at an officer when he was shot. The Mischaracterization yet again. Uh, eyewitness account said that he was running away. I actually am not familiar with Rayshard Brooks. 
autopsy, though. So, since we're autonomous human beings, we might as well go see if there is an autopsy on Rayshard Brooks at this point. Research now. Gotta go do some research, cause I don't believe what short people tell me all the time. Alright, YouTube. Shot twice in the back. Huh. How do you shoot a taser from... Like, how do you shoot a taser when they're behind you? Hmm, Let, you know, let's just go find another one. Let's go find another one. This is, see, that was CNN, so let's go find another one. Uh, oh! Oh, what does Fox News say right here? What? Hold on, it's it's loading. I think I got something. It's like reeling in a fish here, but my internet is this piece of shit fish pole. Alright. Let's see. Oh. 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 Two gunshot wounds to the back. Ooh, even Fox News says to the back. So, fascinating how he would shoot a taser while not looking behind him. That officer must have been fucking terrified for his life. Alright. So, we had CNN saying wounds to the back, and we had Fox News saying wounds to the back, and then we had Ben Shapiro not giving two shits about the truth. That was easy enough for me. I literally just typed in Rayshard Brooks autopsy, which tells me that either Ben and his audience don't research it, or Ben has known that, and he just doesn't care. Look at, if you can go on the YouTube video, you should look at his crooning face. He looks like a fucking goon, like he's been sucking the blood of innocent black deaths for a millennia. It's wild. The, the, the individual facts of the circumstances don't matter. They don't matter at all. Only the narrative matters. And yeah. once the narrative has been set, Thank you for admitting it, then the victims and the villains it. have been drawn. Thank you. And then we just change up the narrative in order we just change up the facts in order to match the narrative. Thank you. Ben literally, if I can take him out of context there, literally explained what he does. Perfect. We're gonna see this in, in just one second. And it really is egregious. It's it's creating excuses for people to burn cities, which is terrible. And if you're a member of the political class, it is literally your job to prevent this from happening. This is the only reason that you are in government is to prevent people from doing violence to one another and violating each other's rights. That is your only reason for being in government. Could we consider cops part of the political class? Because if we do, then they've been failing at their job as well. By committing jobs, or I guess acts, worthy of firing them. And yet your suggestion is that riots are somehow justified because America is a deeply horrible, terrible, very evil place with no evidence yet in this case. None. By the way, we still don't know if Derek... I mean, I feel like a lot of uh, African-Americans may feel that way, that America is a horrible, terrible place worth burning down. But, you know, I don't know about hundreds of years of slavery and disenfranchisement and austerity. I, I don't know if that can really have effects on people. Shalvin murdered George Floyd. First of all, whether he murdered him, and the autopsies are, are conflicting. But we oh my fucking God. So when people say the murder of George Floyd, and I'm pretty sure I've heard Ben say it before, that the uh, death of George Floyd is wrong, and uh, nobody's saying that it wasn't egregious. He's in custody, Derek Chauvin. But right there, 
he just said that George Floyd's autopsies conflict on whether or not he was murdered. How could you have believed it was wrong on the onset of that video and yet believe that? Believe that the autopsies are conflicting, so you're not sure if he was murdered. The autopsy said he died of asphyxiation. Come on, man. You know this. But you guys uh, somehow say that there was drugs in his system, which we don't know because the second autopsy was unable to get it within proper amount of time to know whether or not he did have drugs in his system. <sighs> Benny. Benny. You could have used your power for good, but it was just too damn hard, wasn't it? We still don't know whether that had anything to do with race. There is no evidence it had to do with race rather than just police brutality. As far as we know, the reason why it may have uh, done a lot with race is because cops feel uh, a certain kind of impunity when they kill black people. And I don't know if it's because of Freddie Gray. I don't know if it's because of Michael Brown. I don't know if it's because of Eric Gardner. I'm not, I don't know if it's because of Breonna Taylor. Still haven't been arrested. Um, I don't know, Ben. I don't know. You know, sometimes I just use my eyes and I look around and sometimes I close them and just listen. I don't, I don't think, 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 think about how I can spin shit. It's exhausting. It doesn't matter. The nerve's already been set. <laughs> and once the narrative is set, it cannot be unset. How do our absolutely responsible politicians respond to all of this? in the least responsible possible way. And truly, it's disgusting. When you have public officials who are backing a narrative without the evidence in, it's, ho it's horrifying. So Governor Tony Evers, who is the governor of the state of Wisconsin, right? he's the governor where this happened. Here's what he said. He says, while we do not have all the details yet, what we know for certain is that he is not the first black man or person to have been shot or injured or mercilessly killed at the hands of individuals in law enforcement in our state or our country. That's so what I'm saying is conservatives constantly look over the point on whether or not Kenosha, Wisconsin, or the several cities, uh, Jesus Christ, cities and counties that are probably surrounding it, filled with fucking citizens. We don't know their history between them and their police. And it might not be what Ben understands as his relationship between him and the police. Do you understand how deeply horrifying that statement is from a politician? Well, we don't know anything about the shooting. We do know that all of these terrible things have happened in the past. What, what, what? I mean, seriously, what? So. Yeah, Ben, what? You have a situation where you don't know whether a murder occurred or whether a justified shooting occurred, and you just lump it in with all of the racial murders of the past in the United States without any evidence in yet, without. Yeah, but you're foaming at the mouth to be like, aha, justified. Any investigation yet. <laughs> without any knowledge of who the officer is, without any discussion of who the suspect I is, without any discussion of the situation surrounding the, the officer and the suspect. He deserved it. That's just how it, that, that is the only thing that we know, right? Is that we know that America is a deeply horrible racist place. It's not just the governor of the state. It is his responsibility to keep his state from burning. It is his responsibility. And he has completely betrayed that responsibility. It's not just him. It's politicians. I'm sure if he did what he was supposed to do by arresting uh, the officers, Ben would be sitting here saying how horrible it was that he just outright arrested them before any evidence was shown. So, before we know the situation. Across the it's Democratic spectrum, Jamal uh, Bowman, who just won a yep, contested Democrat. primary in New York, it's he just beat Elliot Engel. 
So he's going to enter Congress. That's a very Democratic district. He in America, conservatives treat Democrats like they are the Jew. <laughs> like, honestly, I can't. Like, their anti-Democrat sentiment is so anti- Like, it just rings, like, how racist and anti-Semitism just thinks, which is just, like, constantly never understanding, always opposing. Never understanding, always, always opposing. Because if you oppose, you stand for good, which means they stand for evil and they must be destroyed. Please, Ben, continue. Tweet it out. Three boys just saw their father shot seven times in the back by police. No yeah. gun, no struggle. He yep. was just walking away. Yep. Praying for Jacob Blake to make a speedy and full recovery. The issue is systemic. Yep. The Senate needs to respond boldly and humanely. This is why we scream. The cop did that because he knew he would be immune to real consequences. Either he was going to get suspended. Either he you know, was going to get moved. It's we, What we're showing, especially under Trump, is that we love our fucking cops. Trump... And uh, I think William Barr is working really hard to make sure he can retain the officers he really needs. And I don't want to make too many presumptions on William Barr, but I would assume that he enjoys a cop who's willing to shoot a quote-unquote criminal seven times in the back if, he, if the officer himself can justify why. I'm sure that's Bill Barr's policy. BLM. No gun, no struggle? How do you know that? How does he know? Like, seriously, how do we know? We don't know yet. Maybe maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. I don't know. He doesn't know. It does not matter. I mean, it literally does not matter. If it turns out there was a gun in the car and this guy was reaching for the gun in the car, they'll just say, well, they didn't know there was a gun in the car, so why did, he sh why did they shoot him? Why didn't they tase him? Why didn't they tackle him? All of our newfound police experts who have put their lives on the line to protect their community. Yeah, but what if they, uh, what if they, uh, that there wasn't a, a gun in the car? What if there wasn't a weapon at all? Oh, well, he, he, he was a domestic abuser and he, police assaulter and, uh, and a drug user and, uh, son of a bitch. And the only response you can have to these kind of arguments, instead of wasting your time watching these videos and decaying slowly like I am, you just say, okay, boomer. And then, you know, um, go listen to the new KSI album. It's pretty good. It's a lot better than this communities 0%. It's very exciting stuff to watch our politicians virtue signal at the expense of police officers without any evidence. Mayor Lori Lightfoot, <laughs> who has watched her city burn, the same Mayor Lori Lightfoot, by the way, who recently defended a ban on protesters on her block. She literally was fine with Chicago's loop being burned out, but she has allowed the Chicago Police Department to ban protesters being able to demonstrate on the block where she lives. She told reporters last Thursday she and her family at times required heightened security because of the threats she receives daily. Lightfoot refused to elaborate on the specific threats. She receives them daily against herself, her wife, and her home. It's not even necessarily uh, proof that she is facing uh, threats from uh, BLM or Antifa because that's that's just a... That's just a boogeyman. That's just a straw man. Um, obviously, you know, anonymous letters, they're not going to be easily traceable. But, like, if we're going to assume everything is done by the BLM and Antifa in times like this, then everybody is going to assume also, like, you just leave open that it could be conservatives. It could be, uh, what the fuck, uh, boogaloos. It could be white supremacists, neo-Nazis, three percenters. It could be literally anything. It could be the nation of Islam, for all we know. So, but it's so much easier for Ben and his 15 minute of hate viewers to just be like, yeah, fuck the left. The fuck, the fucking left is always, 
pooping in my garage. I fucking hate them. She says. She says, I think residents of the city, understanding the nature of the threats that we are receiving on a daily basis, on a daily basis, understand I have a right to make sure that my home is secure. Oh, really, Lori Lightfoot? So you have a right to expect that your home is secure, but nobody else's home is secure. Just you. Just you. You understand that the president of the United States has a secret service, a personal bodyguard, if you will. Um, I think a mayor and her cops probably right around the same thing. So. You had the same thing with Jenny Durkin, the mayor of Seattle. In the middle of Chaz Chop, when they set up the separate republic in the middle of Seattle, where people's businesses were overrun by an actual anti-government, anti-American rebellion. And she yeah, that's why they let them move the the blockades, is because they were so anti-government. Uh, <sighs> Mischaracterizations get pretty exhausting trying to debate because it's just not based in real reality. So I have to like jump into Neverland and play make-believe, and that just leaves like a lot of room for me to fuck it up if I was to actually argue positions for the left side of the spectrum because we're not living in a reality. We're debating something that's completely fictional it's it has a little kernel of truth is that like the location the setting is the same but the actual events that occurred that's what we see differently that's why i am right and you are left and yada 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 it's exhausting like it's almost impossible and that's why i really have no hope for this country but at the same time like you know i think plenty of people when pushed into a corner i think are able to follow their gut so i mean we're all gonna see how this thing shakes out you know and that's if like smoke doesn't cover your cities allowed that to happen for weeks on end she only got pissed when people started marching on her home in portland we've seen mayor ted wheeler allow people's businesses their homes to be threatened we're seeing it in washington dc we're seeing it in new york we're seeing it in los angeles we're seeing all this stuff happen. The, the only Democrats. people who matter are our political class. Only our political class matter. They get to say whatever irresponsible, insane thing they want to say. Ooh, those but they are protected, dams. so they're fine. Mayor Lori Lightfoot, her house is protected. Doesn't matter the Chicago Loop gets basically ransacked. So what did she tweet about this? Quote, yesterday in Wisconsin, a police officer shot Jacob Blake, an unarmed black man, a father, seven times in the back. I am deeply disturbed by the video capturing part of the incident. I urge civil and criminal authorities to pursue an immediate and thorough investigation of the shooting. First of all, they are doing an immediate and thorough investigation of the shooting. Second of all, she's disturbed by the video capturing part of the incident. If you don't have the whole incident, then sure, that part of the video is disturbing. I mean, whenever somebody gets shot on video, it's disturbing. But wouldn't you want to have like the whole video? Wouldn't you want to know all the circumstances? And it doesn't matter because she's already characterized the situation. It's a police officer shooting Jacob Blake, an unarmed black man. Again, we don't know if he was unarmed. A father, seven times in the back. And they won't mention the fact, you know, of the, of the prior criminal record. Like, if you're going to take into account only <laughs> the things that we know. <laughs> he considers it a failing to not uh, take their uh, previous record in, in, uh, uh, if they don't take that into context along with what the police did in the situation, then he finds that as a moral failing. Why don't we just find out what his uh, what, what, what his GPA was, Ben? Why don't we just go all the way back and see what his school record is? That way we can fully judge him as the human being that he is. <laughs> then perhaps <laughs> the prior Christ. criminal record 
goes into the officer's thinking. They pull up a rap sheet on the guy while they're driving to the place, perhaps. I mean, we don't know the answer to any of that. Doesn't justify the shooting yet. We don't know. But that's the whole point. We don't freaking know. I'm saying we don't know. Why can't these people say we don't know? And the answer is because the narrative matters way more, way more than the actual facts of the case. Representative Joe Kennedy, who's running for Senate in, in Massachusetts, he tweeted out, there will be no end to the police brutality and white supremacy black Americans confront on a daily basis without action and real change. Jacob Blake, an entire nation is praying for you. He literally does not know what happened here because no one knows what happened here. I didn't <laughs> realize that Joe Kennedy was now God. I'm sorry, I got to see no him his fist again. Here real change. Jacob Blake, an entire nation is praying for you. He literally does not know what happened here because no one knows what happened here. I didn't realize that Joe Kennedy was now God. <laughs> There will be no end to the police brutality and white supremacy black Americans confront on a daily basis. No end to it. This is like when Michelle Obama said at the convention last week, there's a never ending list of black people shot by police. Nope, that, that list ends. It turns out that list ends. It turns yeah, out the list win. of unarmed black men shot unjustifiably by police is in like low double digits. And even that is disputed. It's the Washington Post database. So it turns out that list has an end. Joe Is it long enough for you, Ben, or is it not long enough? That makes me wonder. Kennedy saying there's no end to police brutality and white supremacy. Weird, because there was a Gallup poll that was done two weeks ago that say 81% of black Americans want the same level of policing in their communities or more policing in their communities, which is a weird thing to want if you are constantly being targeted by the police. I hear this on, statistic on racial basis. all the time. I hear this statistic all the time. I got to look it up real quick. 80%. Of African American want more police? I feel like that's what he said. Uh, black Americans want police to retain local presence. 81% of black Americans want police to maintain or increase presence. This is Fox News, but apparently it was gathered by the Gallup? Interesting. Yeah, Gallup says that. I like how, like, woke this, this article or this headline is. Why won't Democrats listen to blacks about defunding cops? Jesus. Alright, uh, Reason.com has the same thing. I don't think my fucking browser is going to load it up, though. So we might have to skip it, bro. Genuinely interested in this statistic. Because I've heard it multiple times, but I just don't know too much about it. So Gallup. All right, let's see here. As calls to defund and abolish the police grow around the country, a new poll by Gallup finds that large majority, 81% of black Americans, want the same or increased levels of police presence in the neighborhoods. Just 19% of black Americans said they want the police to spend less time in their neighborhoods. A figure that accords with earlier surveys finding that only 22% of black Americans want to get rid of police forces as we know then. Alright. Um... Preference for amount of time police spend in your area. Um, wait. It says 20%. 20% want more time. 61% say same amount of time. 
and 19% said less time. So the less time is almost equivalent to the more time, but the same amount of time is definitely the large leap there. And it seems like everybody has a pretty firm consensus that we should have same amount of time uh, police patrol, I guess. Gallup collected the data online between June 23rd and July 6th from a representative sample of over 30,000 respondents who were sorted into one of four categories. The survey also found that black Americans reported exposure to pol local police is slightly above the national average, with 32% saying they see the police often or very often in their neighborhood. This compares with 22% of white Americans and 21% of Asian Americans. Hispanic Americans experience is similar to that of black Americans with 28% often seeing police where they live. Um, that doesn't sound awesome. Sounds a bit biased. Uh, most other black Americans, 41%, say they sometimes see police in their area, matching the national average, while another 27% say they rarely see. Hmm. I guess online 30,000 would be very random. Although, and here's what they are missing, is uh, amount of time spending in your uh, patrolling your area isn't necessarily the problem that people have with the police. That's not a part of defunding the police. They could certainly spend less time in, in the streets. Uh, I don't... I don't know. It depends. Um, I get why people would be pretty like, yeah, they can stay there about the same amount of time because I see them occasionally, right? If you if we were seeing them constantly all the time, then probably not. I mean, I live pretty close to a police station, so that I see them more often than not. But um, most people probably not living next to those would see them less often, so that kind of makes sense for them to be like, eh, I don't need that to change. But here's where the Gallup survey gets more interesting that I seem to find that Ben Shapiro has left out. An earlier Gallup survey found overwhelming support among all Americans for major changes, 58%, in the way police departments operate. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, if we uh, defund the police officers, I don't think that necessarily means that they have to sp spend less time in the neighborhoods. That means that they don't get necessarily the fancy toys that they that they that they want, uh, like the tanks. You know, like they've been donated so many tanks. Um, it's amazing too because they get so much money out of uh, civil forfeiture. I think a, fi uh, a great way to defund the police and throw that money into the community would be taking their civil forfeiture uh, thing and moving those stolen items uh, into a community pool. So, uh, for the cops to get that shit, that's just wild to me. <sighs> yeah, we, uh, every every turn we look is just surface level as fuck. So, uh, thank you, Ben, for that awful report. I uh, greatly appreciate it. Uh, that was completely uh, fair and balanced. Hashtag, hashtag. And now for the final piece, the piece de la resistance. Oh, God. We're going to have Trump dropping his second term agenda, and why any sane person would agree with it, and why Tim Pool is going to be voting for Trump. As of right now, 
I believe President Donald Trump is on track for a re-election victory and potentially a landslide, partly due to the riots. But there are some reasons to believe he might not win, notably the mail-in voting fiasco. Now, Trump is warning of fraud, but inaccuracy is extremely likely. Lawsuits are extremely likely. And I think the whole process may be delayed, backed up, and it's going to get a bit nuts. But if we go just on the current polls, although Donald Trump is not leading nationally, the national vote doesn't matter that much. What matters are battleground statistics. And according to a CNN poll recently, Donald Trump is within one point of Joe Biden in 15 battleground states. And their poll had a margin of error of 4%, meaning Donald Trump may be winning. But another poll recently came out showing Donald Trump leading among independent voters with 10%. And that's huge. Amid all of this, something interesting is happening. The Democrats seem to be in complete disarray, and the GOP has announced no new 2020 platform. Why? They're going to be enthusiastically supporting Trump's agenda. That's right. The GOP is being crushed the same as the Democrats. I've never been a big fan of the Republicans, but here I am looking at Donald Trump's second term. Term agenda list and saying, It actually makes a ton of sense. I really like it. In fact, I think most rational Americans would look at Donald Trump's agenda list for his second term and say it looks pretty good. Notably, drain. I just want to say, like, does it make sense to look at his agenda and say that's rational and then look at Donald Trump himself and be like, yeah, that's a rational human being. I already do not trust Tim Pool's subjective experience. Cool. This is a great start. Draining the swamp congressional term limits, among many other things. I mm. actually kind of like it. Ooh. So let's take a look at these stories. Why Why aren't the GOP putting out any new... Hmm. I think I also remember like when I first heard of Tim that he like purported to be like some kind of liberal that just didn't really jive with like current Democrats, you know, and like just it seemed like he was already starting to lean pro Trump, like was constantly defending him. It was strange. And now I think Tim is finally finally done it i mean it says it in the in the video it says that he plans to vote for trump so he's he's completely left the left everybody he's left the dems yes i can hear your applause from here so proud of him just another dave rubin huh (laughs) new party platform well many of these old crony republicans were shoved out by donald trump went running to the democrats many of them are endorsing joe biden You see, Donald Trump's reelection isn't just about him and his agenda. It's about finally crushing the establishment politics of the past several decades and bringing about something entirely different. Of course, many of these leftists and Democrats would claim it's fascism. Oh, see, he already knows. He already knows. But the point is, is for him to defend his position. And the point of the fascist is to not reveal thyself until uh, the movement gets a rockin'. Um, so if he plays his hand too soon, uh, Tim Pool could be ostracized and thrown into the pit with, along with Milo Yiannopoulos and Gavin McInnes, and then maybe he can take off his beanie and really begin the racism. Um, but let's, let's hear him. Let's, let's, let's hear out how Donald Trump is not the uh, first taste of fascism in our mouths. It's not. But I do take issue with some of Trump's agenda, uh, some of his, some of the Ooh. items on his agenda list. But Ooh. let's take a look at it. Oh, oh, well, Tim has a couple gripes. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't and I'm going to tell you this. Based on what he's put out, I'm actually fairly excited. 
to see what Donald Trump can pull off if he does Excited. get reelected. So let's take a look at what's going on with the GOP and Trump. But first, let's break down Trump's second term agenda. Now that I've said it 50 million times. Before we get started, however, oh, head over to Tim. Oh, nope. Sorry, not not here. Nope. 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 I know. I know. I know. I am on your shit right now, Tim. But your advertisements do not belong on my sheet. RNC kickoff. President Trump releases his second term agenda. I apologize that I've already said second term agenda about 500 times, but let's we'll go through the list. Now, I want to show you what Trump is going to be putting forward for his reelection campaign. They say ahead of the 2020 RNC convention, which will take place digitally and in Charlotte, North Carolina, President Trump has released his agenda for a second term in the White House. Take a look below, courtesy of the Trump campaign. First, President Trump says he's fighting for you and he and he wants to and, uh, oh. fight for jobs. He wants to create 10 million new jobs in 10 months. Oh, my God. You know, uh, the unemployment rate is at 10% right now. So if we're going to consider 10 million jobs, new jobs, after this point, you have to be pretty fucking delusional, partner, because uh, there's a more than 10 million people on, an, on unemployment right now. So those aren't new jobs. Um, unless it's like a new industry or, you know, like a new business or what have you. But really, it still wouldn't be considered new jobs since they're, you know, kind of replacing pre-existing jobs. So uh, it's a farce to believe that <laughs> new jobs would come out of a recession. That's 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 a bounce back, dude. So if you're excited about that, like you're already just nutting in a sock off of the idea of new jobs... Take a look at the situation we're in right now and consider whether or not Corona made the situation and Trump made it worse or Trump made the situation and Corona made it worse. If you choose the latter, you were probably excited about 10 million quote unquote new jobs. That's, of course, a good thing. I think anybody would agree. Can he pull it off? I think so. His who, who who doesn't like a president that promises jobs? Who 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 who? <laughs> First term, he did a pretty good job on the economy. I'm confident he'd be able to pull this off as well. He wants to create one million new small businesses. How does a president create one million new small businesses? It sounds like you need one million small business owners to just pop out of thin air. Um. What? Uh, also. Maybe also, too, is that a lot of them are kind of in dormancy right now, right? Maybe uh, some of these businesses are in comas. Or, another possibility, eventually once uh, a lot of these places that have uh, been evicted because they could not afford rent at their old place of business, uh, these spots are going to become more readily available for further investment. So again, um, creating one million new stuff uh, after a recession, that's not that's not building anything. That's just replacing. Um, Tim, wake up, buddy. You've been dreaming. Wake up. Well, that's going to require a cultural shift, but I believe it's also possible, especially considering COVID devastated many small businesses, shutting them shutting them down permanently. I believe Trump can make this happen. 
What? He wants to cut taxes to boost take-home pay and keep jobs in America. While typically I'm not a big fan of just generic tax cuts, I think they need a purpose. And I'm not a fan of generic tax increases either, like we're seeing from Biden. I would say right now, because of the devastation to our economy, it's a smart play to cut taxes. It just is. Why? What What does generic tax cuts mean? Like, does he mean like that it's just across the board, like everybody getting tax cuts? Or does he mean like meaningless tax cuts? Like there's no actual purpose for them. But it's fascinating that he just said that he thinks uh, cutting taxes right now is a good idea, considering the fact that our government is losing revenue hardcore. And uh, uh, cutting taxes more in the time, like after we've just spent two trillion fucking dollars stimulating the clitoris of the economy. Like, bro. Are you financially stupid? All right, moving on. Is it just is? He wants to enact it fair trade is. deals that protect is. American jobs. Protecting American jobs is a good thing. Made in America tax credits. I believe that's also a good thing. We want more jobs, more manufacturing in the U.S. Yes, we should continue subsidizing big business. C cut more taxes. Give them more tax credits. Just find ways for businesses not to pay into communities, and thus the communities will have to do it themselves, or they will have to look to the market to fix their problems. Boy, oh boy, I gotta love laissez-faire capitalism and a completely authoritarian government. Man, I am so stoked on this. Dude, I'm gonna go buy a beanie too. I just, I wanna, I wanna feel the way that Tim Pool does. I wanna be as enthusiastic about a fascistic government like Tim Pool. I just, I want, I want what he has. I don't. All right. Expanding opportunity zones. This is good as well. Uh, opportunity zones that for those that aren't familiar are economically embattled areas. And by creating tax incentives, they encourage businesses to come in and develop in areas that will help restore the economy and generally increase the quality of life for people who live there. Now, aka gentrification. Now, of course, I think the left would say that's going to gentrify the neighborhoods for sure, but I, I'm, I, I agree. <sighs> Tim Pool just said he is cool about moving low-income people out of a, uh, uh, what, a, a risky economic investment. He wants to move them out of that, eliminate the risky economic investment by removing the poor people, and then bringing in business so that rich people will come and enjoy the area. He's cool with that. All right. And he wants to continue deregulatory agenda for energy independence. Now, this, I believe, has a lot to do with fossil fuels and things of that nature. While I've not been the biggest fan, I just got to say, look, I'm, I, I am somebody who's been traditionally liberal. I'm looking at a lot of these things. I knew it. I knew it. I knew at the beginning of this that he said that, like, uh, like when I first heard him that he was a liberal, but yet Trump is just making so much sense. Like... Like, what, what is Hillary Clinton going on about? And yet he's like, I don't want to vote for Trump. He's all business. And yet now he's just getting turned around. Um, fascinating. Fascinating. I even remember hearing a quote that, like, conservatives are 10 or No, wait. Liberals are 10 years from being a conservative or some shit like that. I thought that was funny as fuck. And we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep going through the list. And I got to say, at, at a time like now with this crisis... And with COVID and with our economy being so devastated, I don't see a way around what Trump is proposing. 
We can't just ignore it and carry on like we did. We used to live in luxury. It was easy to say, yeah, 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 we'll cut some of these things and focus on these things. It was easy when the economy was was excellent. But now we got to focus on getting people back to work and helping people live. He doesn't make any sense. That's uh, not a justification to continue deregulatory agenda for energy independence. He did not justify that position whatsoever, except for the fact that he wants to protect fossil fuel jobs. But if we create a new sector of green energy, not only can we save the planet, but can, we can also retrain people within those positions, within those industries, and create new jobs. Um, eventually, those jobs may be eliminated and left only to maintenance because uh, most of our renewable energy seems to be pretty easy to fucking get. <sighs> My brain. Oh. All right. I think I had one more point, but I th also think it floated off into the ether. It might be gone. Yep, it's gone. All right, Tim, take it away. Of course. Uh, within his agenda, he wants to eradicate COVID-19, develop a <laughs> vaccine by the... Dude, it's like if Joe Biden had put, like, end AIDS or cure cancer. <laughs> and the thing that he, the part that he finds this to be reasonable and that any sane person would agree with it just tells me how far off his definition of sane is. That, like, hearing the words eradicate COVID-19 is just like, all right. All right, that's a point. I like it. <laughs> At the end of 2020, return to normal by 2021, make all <laughs> critical medicines and supplies for healthcare workers in the U.S., and oh. refill stockpiles and prepare God for future pandemics. All really good things. It, it heals the pain. It heals the pain, but like, he, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know how Tim Pool could see Trump's reaction to COVID-19 and look at our numbers now, right? And then look at Norway or Vietnam or South Korea or really any other state that isn't in the top three. Look at what they did and look at their numbers and think, yes, Trump can eradicate COVID-19. <laughs> he's, he's had a chance and he still does. <laughs> he wants to end our reliance on China. Yeah, he just moved bring right back one million manufacturing jobs from China. Right. Tax credits for companies that bring back jobs from China. Oh, I just hit my face. Tax credits for companies that bring back jobs from China. More tax credits. I will pay you to bring your jobs back from China where you annually save more money because the labor is so cheap. Um, fascinating. One million manufacturing jobs from China. Where are those other nine million new jobs going to come from if not manufacturing? That's that's another thing. Is it the gig economy? Is it going to create 10 million jobs in the gig economy? Because manufacturing is the closest thing to automation, like, completely. Man, is Tim just, like, completely devoid of critical thinking? I wonder, tax credits for companies that bring back jobs from China. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess, but, like, what qualifies that? Uh, are, are, is he is Tim at least a little bit curious on how many jobs Trump has to bring back uh, or how many jobs those companies have to bring back uh, for them to receive the tax credits? Is he at all concerned about that? Weird. Go ahead, Tim. Allow 100 percent expensing deductions for essential industries like pharmaceuticals and robotics who bring back their manufacturing to the U.S., 
No federal con- Dude. Expensing deductions for pharmaceuticals and robotics. So one, he says that he's uh, taken a stand with the the the, the whole uh, pharmaceuticals with the uh, what does he call it the favored country, where they have to pay where America is going to pay the same amount that other countries do for the same medicine, but yet he's also willing them to give them a hundred percent expensing deductions, <sighs> just for coming back to the United States with their manufacturing, and here's the thing, pharmaceuticals most of that manufacturing is already automated to the teat so cool and then also i like how robotics is one of those essential industries which you know if you really think about it robotics is again automation so not only is he going to pay pharmaceuticals to bring their automation here he's also going to pay robotics to come here and figure out uh how to automate everybody's jobs so cool yep this is def i'm getting i'm i'm up there tim i'm i'm on amazon right now looking for my beanie dude i'm i'm joining the team contracts for companies who outsource to china hold china fully Ooh. accountable for allowing the virus to spread around the world so there's an issue here that he's focusing on bringing manufacturing jobs from china when uh Apple moved their manufacturing, I think, over to India. I think Nike did the same. Not 100% sure, but from what I hear is that India actually has the bigger uh, manufacturing workers economy going on right now, so they're actually moving most of their stuff over there. So that's funny that he's sitting here focusing on, this is what I'm going to do to China if if China doesn't do what I want them to do or whatever. This, this is what I'm going to do to China. You'd love to hear it. But, like, honestly, we're losing... China's losing jobs. Um, so this, this few of these bullet points here are completely, um, di I guess, dishonest and distracting from the current situation, but also hold China fully accountable for allowing the virus to spread around the world. That's just rhetoric to say that we're antagonistic to the, the to, to, to China. That's just that China talk that he's been doing since he started running, like just rolling with the hits at this point. He uh, has to pose uh, as a strong man against China because China is on the rise pretty fucking hard. So he has to not only do it for his country, but also for his base. And let's not forget Steve Bannon, who helped get Trump in office, also wrote a, or not wrote, but made a whole documentary about how much he hates China. So I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of China, but it's just that section is dumb. Healthcare. He wants to cut prescription drug prices, put patients and doctors back in charge of our healthcare system, lower healthcare insurance premiums. This is all empty because there's no actual plans. These are just the things that people want to hear. He has no, he, he, all right, so he did the favored countries with the cut prescription drug prices, but we don't know if that's actually going to work or what drugs that's actually going into because he just said drugs. So we're not even sure if it's actually prescription because what if those prescriptions aren't sold in different countries? A lot of those prescriptions are actually doubly made. Um, so. Again, we're just kind of playing loosely with rhetoric here because that's the kind of shit that gets voters hot and bothered rather than actual substance because bills are fucking boring to read. That's not my fault. That's not your fault. It's just the way it is. Oh, wait, that's their fault. Yeah, that's politicians' fault because they should be the ones who uh, honestly represent what is said in a bill 
or at least be able to uh, coherently break it down into simple terms and without having to lie. Um, but being this simple, where you just like, this is what I want to do. I want to put patients and doctors back in charge of our healthcare system. Like, wh what? Pa when when have patients ever been in charge of our healthcare system? And then lower healthcare insurance per premiums. Uh, that's not up to him. End surprise billing. Okay, good luck. You're going to outlaw it? Is that what you're going to do? You're just going to fucking outlaw it? Um, cover all pre-existing conditions. What are you going to put it in a executive order? Are you going to actually is, is the is the Republican Party actually going to come up with a bill that's going to replace Obamacare or the ACA? Are they actually going to do that? And then it says protect social security and Medicare. Remember, Trump wants to cut payroll taxes. He already is cutting payroll taxes. I think they wanted to get that in the stimulus bill. I don't know if he actually came out with an executive order to do so, but he wants to cut payroll taxes. And guess what payroll taxes go towards? Yes, you guessed it. Social Security and Medicare. And Medicaid. So if you cut those, guess what you're not protecting? Oh. Damn. Connecting dots. Like. All right, moving on. And surprise billing. Cover all pre-existing conditions. Protect Social Security and Medicare protect our veterans and provide world-class healthcare and services. Those are all just rhetoric slogans, like meaningless words, meaningless words, because unless you can back it up with some substance and policy, it's a lot easier to take you seriously. But this is, this is, this is just, uh, this is, uh, how you run a campaign. That's it. Of course, I think all of these things would be supported by the average, the average person. Yeah, no shit. Whether or not he can make them happen is a, is a, is a bigger issue. And if that is an actual issue, why would you just say that you would vote for him? <laughs> now, when it comes to education, mm. he wants to provide school choice mm. for every child in America and teach American exceptionalism. I'm not super concerned about America, American exceptionalism. Why are you not concerned about American exceptionalism? Why would you not be concerned about that? Why would that be even a focus in education? And it's because the right has been pushing the idea that uh, with the whole thing about like the, the uh, universities and colleges and shit being the left's brainwashing facilities, but also that our grade schools don't really teach kids well enough about the American heritage, all of that bullshit. Um, that's a that's a horrible focus to put on your education agenda is to say American exceptionalism. We are going to teach our kids that we are more exceptional than every other nation. That's not rational. That's not a rational way to teach kids. It's fucking nuts, and it's nationalistic, and that's how you get Nazis, bro. Do you really want Nazis? Because that's how you get Nazis. But school choice is huge. For those that don't know what this is, it means that oh. if you live in a certain area, you have to pay taxes that go to those schools. Yep. Sometimes you'll see someone living in a district, but across the street is a much nicer district, so their kids can't go to that school, even though it may be closer. School choice means individuals perhaps get a voucher. This is the voucher program where... Just so you know that if the uh, school boards allow it and also the school itself and the districts allow it, you can go from one school to the other, even if they're in separate uh, districts or counties. It's possible. You can do the paperwork to get it done. So to say that uh, kids have no choice, it's a lie. 
Um, you pay your taxes that goes to a pool for the Department of Education. The Department of Education manages what counties get and what districts get. You don't just pay just your county and they figure it out. Normally these uh, taxes are reallocated after being managed. So, uh, School Choice is actually a program moved forward by Betsy DeVos, who, as far as we know, has uh, significant amounts of investments in student debt. Um, I think their uh, family business is actually managing student debt. Um, school Choice is uh, put forward to put vouchers and, um, I think, deductions uh, for families to send their kids to private schools because private schools aren't necessarily held down to the county that you live in. It's a way to uh, weaken the public education and it actually um, puts family... I can see this putting families in debt just to send their kids to school. And I think eventually uh, parents won't be able to afford to send their kids to school if this... Uh, continues long long enough and also it's not going to make schools better um it's going to make public schools significantly worse and for the kids who can't afford that that's what they're going to go to and it's going to lose even more funding as school choice continues to proceed so those kids are going to get worse educations so it's either get a worse education or go into debt so your kid can go to another school um, we're not going to really know the outcomes of the situation of school choice, but it's an initiative to push forward charter schools and private schools and invest in them through government legislation. Tim Pool's lying is what I'm saying. Where you decide where to apply, where to send that voucher, and your kid can go to that school. I actually really like school choice. But here's the best part. Draining the swamp. I'm sorry it took this long to get here, but we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about oh, the end the of the GOP, the end of the it. Democrats, and here is how Trump will pull it off, or at least how he aims to. He wants to pass congressional term limits. You know, I am completely in favor of this. I've heard many arguments from people who say things like, if somebody wants to run and we want to elect them, that, then they should be allowed to do this. It's an argument against term limits. I thought about it. I disagree. Some have said you'll lose people like Rand Paul. He's awesome. Mm, yeah, but it's okay because you'll also lose people like Nancy Pelosi. I believe we have we have way more do nothing politicians in Congress and you know even even in the executive office, just like Joe Biden and stuff. We have way more do nothings than we do passionate individuals who actually want to get in. And while it is possible that the party will just cycle their preferred crony politicians every two, you know, two terms or whatever. I think it'll do more to get people into Congress and into office who are actually interested in being there, who are focused on serious issues. I am tired of the crony Chuck Schumer's and uh, I'm not really sure term limits are really going to be the thing that fixes congressional corruption. Um, I get like having people voted into office so many times in, you know, I don't even think many senators or House of Representative positions are really like held out that long. Maybe, maybe the House Speaker and Majority Whip are usually like, they don't have uh, term limits, but like for the most part, 
everybody is held up to elections every so years so as long as they're not doing a satisfactory job but i don't know uh i would have to actually look more into the congressional term limits before i can take a position on it but it sounds like tim pool is just fed up of hearing about the same people mitch mcconnell's and joe biden's and nancy pelosi's i don't like any of them there's a handful of people I really do like. And it's more Republicans than Democrats because it, it's, it's more to do with integrity than policy. But I've had enough. I mean, if you see more integrity in the, in the Republicans right now, then, you know, I feel like you've been a conservative a lot longer than you're admitting. Because I don't see any integrity whatsoever <laughs> in the Republican Party. I don't really see much of it either in the Democratic Party. It's very... Uh, scant, but at the same time, to think you see it in the Republican Party, the integrity that you must be remarking um, isn't the same kind that we sh we we don't share the same kind of integrity. Then, I think it's time to drain the swamp. And if Trump can get congressional term limits passed, I think it'd be fantastic. I'm not entirely convinced he can, however, because Congress has to vote on their own term limits, and they never do, because our 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 Congress is it's a swamp. It is a swamp. He also wants to end bureaucratic government bullying of U.S. citizens and small businesses, expose Washington's money trail oh and God. delicate. Why did why would he just be OK with reading off that point and not not explore more End bureaucratic government bullying of U.S. citizens and small businesses? Ask what that means, Tim. and delegate powers back to people and states. I love it. Drain the globalist swamp by taking on inter... Expose Washington's money trail and delegate powers back to people and states? Yeah, sure. Um, but also, if you want to expose Washington's money trail, just go to opensecrets.org, opensecrets.org, opensecrets.org. It's already exposed, ladies and gentlemen international organizations that hurt American folks. citizens. Now, look, many of these these proposals are relatively vague, but let me tell you something. All right. At least he acknowledged that they're vague, but I just want to notice that drain the globalist swamp by taking on international organizations that hurt American citizens. That is not vague. That's a dog whistle. Uh, the word that gives it away is globalist. That's some Alex Jones shit. That's uh, some QAnon shit. This is an obvious dog whistle to his base that is fervent about him ending the um, globalist uh, pedophile ring that they um, assume is going on. Like, it's just one, one Illuminati group that's moving these kids around, not several organizations all around the world, probably, including many terrorist gangs, governments, possibly. I don't know how human trafficking works, but I don't think it's one cabal. I do think it's many. And I think Trump even admitted that as well in a press conference. He said that there's many, many human trafficking organizations, and that's why it's such a difficult task. But that specific point, obviously, even, you know, the whole drain the swamp thing is just a shout out to his base that, yeah, says that they wanted to shake up the GOP and the status quo. <laughs> Shaking it up, right? Really sh shaking up that can of worms. Twitter. Right now, consider this a foreign city. I, I noticed this on Reddit. It's just it's not just Twitter. It's Reddit. It's Facebook. I went to r slash politics yeah. and there was a post and it said Donald Trump is the worst. Yeah. Donald Trump is awful. Orange man, bad. Yeah. And I went in and noticed a bunch of people who are European and Australian. Yeah. 
and I got really, really angry. <laughs> I am tired of being talked at by people who do not live in this country about what my opinions should be about who the president should be. <laughs> Tim Pool thinks that people posting on a on a forum are talking at him. <laughs> he, he reads he reads forum posts like how dare this son of a bitch tell me that Trump is a bad president. I know Trump better than you. I'm American. And then he doesn't write a comment. He just downvotes and then just keeps scrolling all mad and shit. Like, how dare he talk to me like that? Like, bro, it's a forum. You know how forums work, right? Look at that glazed look he has. He has such a stony look to him. You smoke, you smoked him? Maybe we can pass a joint and figure out what, what the root of all of this is because... <laughs> Never mind, I don't want to anymore. I changed my mind. And I am really angry that these big tech platforms will ban American citizens from speaking their mind about their own country. So what happens? Voters what? are influenced. Our media is influenced by big tech platforms that allow foreign individuals to express their opinions, but not American citizens. Holy shit, Tim. Are you fucking kidding me? Don't don't say it. Don't say now, it. I don't know if, if Trump can do anything about this. It's not necessarily in his agenda, but I want to see Section 230 reform. I want to see an end to the foreign influence in our elections. I do not care about the opinions. of. He said it. Some dude from Switzerland posting on Reddit. I am tired of you influencing our elections. Hey, dude from Norway talking about my president i'm tired of you influencing my elections come on tim just come the fuck on bro like i'm pretty sure that bipartisan just admitted that uh russia worked uh very hard through social media to uh influence our elections to get donald trump ele uh, elected and all they have to do is buy ad space um, they come up with a shill company and they create ad space, right? Or they just make up a Facebook page, get tons of clout from all the people seeing it, and then just push them towards Trump with propaganda memes. It's fascinating that he thinks individuals talking shit on a forum are influencing elections, but won't acknowledge the fact that Russia actually put their hackers to work. Not their hackers, but their fucking uh, cyber, uh, cyber department. I'm not a... Uh, intelligent fellow but I am fairly certain that they have a cyber department I'm sure that's what they call it um, that they put them to work to make sure that Donald Trump was in office many of our intelligence agencies have admitted this and then just recently the uh, Senate committee intelligence committee also uh, admitted to this so where do we go from here Tim where do we go from here of people in France, Canada, Britain, Australia, New Zealand, <laughs> or anywhere else. And that includes conservatives. I always thought it was particularly hilarious that we have so many Canadians interested in American politics. Now that I get, okay, Canada, you're right next to America, so you guys get a free pass. People in the UK, I can say, okay, a little. You can only talk about the United States if you were directly next to us. That's Canada and Mexico, bitch. So Alaska? Shut up. I'm just kidding. They're a part of us. 
It's fascinating because the United States affects literally every country on this planet. It is a world superpower. We have our mingling little fingers in in all of it. We put them in everything we can. If there's oil there, we're putting our fucking fingers in it. Dibs, right? But, Tim, Tim, you know that. You totally know that. Bit. But why do we have British people and Australians and New Zealanders and French people and Spanish and Italians going on social media and, and complaining about our president? Now, I get it. We're a very you powerful country, but I'm sick United of it. Nations, right? I'm sick of the foreign interference in what should be American matters. Yeah. I've never been a big fan of American foreign war. And that's another big issue that Donald Trump is hit, he's hitting the nail on the head with the hammer. So I'll tell you what. But we haven't even gotten to that issue, so it's fascinating that he's hitting the ha- the nail on that hammer. What? <laughs> I like this agenda list, but I want to be critical of some stuff here. He goes on to say, defend our police, fully fund and hire more police and law enforcement officers. I do like this, but I want to make sure that reform is on that list. I understand not every cop is in favor of it, not every conservative or Democrat, but most people in this country are. And what that means is, when we it's fully fund and hire populist? more officers, we do it in a way to make sure they're safer, so. they have, they're, that, that they're more, that they're, they're less likely to get hurt, that we can have more departments, social workers can be added to the list who can specialize in certain, you know, certain 911 calls, certain 311 calls. We don't need to send out a cop for every single minor infraction. And that means more funding, more training, and it means more accountability too. But if it can make cops feel safer, if it can make them feel more secure, then good. Increase. He just talked about how safety would be very important so long as it is uh, in the cops' benefit, not so much as the communities. And I think that's the fault that Tim Pool just made. Uh, that hashtag sad made me sad. Criminal pen- penalties for assaults on law enforcement officers. This I don't care about. Don't hit cops. Don't attack cops. Okay. It, it, it's I've I've been wrongly arrested before twice. It is not fun, but you, you you remain calm. You go through the motions. It's annoying, and then ultimately you get you go through the paperwork and deal with it. Just it's not perfect. Just In fact, I hate it. But don't attack cops. Prosecute drive-by shootings as acts of domestic terrorism. This I don't like. I don't like it at all. If a crime's a crime, a crime's a crime. Drive-bys are already illegal. You don't need a, a special provision on top of it. Bring violent extremist groups like Antifa to justice. Here, here, yes, one. <laughs> what an arbitrary fucking issue to have, but sure, Tim. Just be like, eh, I don't agree with adding domestic terrorism as a drive-by. No, eh, eh. Volat- throw it by the wayside. Uh, but bring violent extremist groups like Antifa to justice just gets Tim Pool all kinds of rock hard. Oh man, he can't he he can't get enough of thinking Antifa finally being brought to justice. That, that horrible, horrible monster Antifa. That bad man down the street named Antifa. That f- fucking motherfucker Antifa. 100%. Endless cash bail and keep dangerous criminals locked up. I've said it once and I'll say it again. If you are not anti-fascist, what are you? Up until trial. For the most part, yes, I agree. I don't, I, I don't like the idea of a blanket statement on cashless bail. I believe there are certain circumstances where we should err on the side of freedom. But dangerous criminals should be locked up. I know, innocent <laughs> until proven guilty, and that's the big challenge. But 
I don't know, danger. I typically err on the side of freedom over security, right? It is better that 10 guilty persons escape than one innocent person suffer. Interesting. He says freedom over security, and yet he's totally down to fully fund and hire more police. <laughs> but we should also have a, a right to a speedy trial. So I believe along with any provision that removes cashless bail, we need to make sure that we have immediate hearings for this and, and trials as quickly as we can. And illegal. So he essentially agreed with the English cash end cashless bail and keep uh, dangerous criminals locked up. Wow. End cashless bail. Wow, dude. Wow. Wow, dude. Like, wow. You would have to go through a bail bond. Or you'd have to go to the bank and completely make a withdrawal that you can't even make a withdrawal on. Wow. Um, and then he's like, yeah, you can keep dangerous criminals locked up as long as their trial's speedy and fast, you know? Like, I want that dense sentence tomorrow. On my desk in the morning, Anderson. I don't fucking know. Illegal immigration and protect American workers. Mm. Block illegal immigrants from becoming eligible for taxpayer-funded welfare, health care, and free college tuition. I agree. Man... <laughs> do the opposite of what Bernie wanted to do. I agree. Mandatory <laughs> deportation for non-citizen gang members, 100%. Dismantle human trafficking, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know who wouldn't agree with that one, but that, again, that's just one of those empty promises. And sanctuary cities to restore our neighborhoods and protect our families, yes. Why? Prohibit American companies from replacing U.S. citizens with lower-cost foreign workers, agree. You mean that uh, that same provision that Trump used to hire foreign workers at uh, his Mar-a-Lago? Alright. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Require new immigrants to be able to support themselves financially. Yes. Innovate for the... So Tim Pool's only cool for you to immigrate here if you can support yourself financially. <sighs> I mean, you know, refugees don't always have a lot when they get here. So the future. Launch the Space Force, establish permanent manned presence on the moon, and send the first manned mission to Mars. <laughs> Trump is just promising the moon and the Mars. That's great. That's great. We're going to eradicate COVID, and then we're going to have the first manned mission to Mars. Man, this is... 2021 through 4 is just going to be fucking cake. 100%. I like how excited he got for, like, um, an empty promise. Permanent manned presence on the moon? Like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, we could, maybe, right? But we'd have to definitely have a facility capable of doing so. Um, we have those, um, what, the space stations out, like, floating above us right now. We have those. But, you know, actually constructing a building on the moon to keep people there? It's not pie in the sky, but, you know, we could use, you know, Medicare for all. <laughs> we could use a Green New Deal. <laughs> nah, fuck it. We'll just put a guy on the moon. Build the world's greatest infrastructure system. I don't know what that means. Whatever. Nice. nice. Win the race to fight. There's one point that, that he's just like, that's an empty statement, but he just moves on. Like, that doesn't hinder his opinion whatsoever. 5G and establish a national high-speed wireless internet network. Agreed. Continue to lead the world in access to the cleanest drinking water and cleanest air. Yes, please. He just says yes. 
but he doesn't take into the consideration that we are going to deregulate for the fossil fuels so that they can continue polluting at the levels that they want or even increase them in order to increase productivity before they actually crumble into nothingness because they caused climate change. All right, now, cleanest drinking water? What the fuck did he do for Flint? Can anybody tell me? Because I'm pretty sure throughout his entire presidency, Flint went with dirty water, I think up until late last year. And he has never mentioned this city. So uh, clean, clean as drinking water, not really a priority to the president. Partner with other nations to clean up our planet's oceans. Yes. Empty. Absolutely. He's he just, yes, I love being told things that could happen. Yes. Man, I've been talking about this stuff nonstop for years. Yeah. Environmentalism, cleaning up the oceans, protecting our environment, clean. He thinks Trump is the president of environmentalism. Oh, my God. Clean <laughs> air, clean drinking water, better technology, better infrastructure. Donald Trump's doing his best to get people like me to vote for him. American first foreign policy. Stop and... Dropping your agenda list is trying your best to get Tim Pool to vote for you. So if you have an agenda that will appeal to Tim Pool, please drop it in his inbox and let him know. Endless wars and bring our <laughs> troops home. Jesus. You better do it. That's what I want to I want to hear. Get allies to pay their fair share. He's like, you better do it. But like he hasn't. He hasn't done it at all. And he has had the chance to do it. But he hasn't. And yet here we are. We're still at war with the same seven nations that we were before he started. Maintain and expand America's unrivaled military strength. Why? Let's stop endless wars, but let's also maintain and expand America's unrivaled military strength. Yes, Tim, those things do not contradict each other whatsoever. Not at all. No. No. Wipe out global terrorists who threaten to harm Americans. Stop endless wars, but we're also going to wipe out global terrorists. <sighs> you know the war on terror is that endless war, Tim. You know that, right? Like you're 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 a grown adult who pays rent, right? <sighs> God damn it. Build a great cybersecurity defense system and missile defense mm. system. Now I'll tell you what. We need a good military. Fine. I'm kind of meh on this. I'm concerned about American imperialism that comes along with zealous exceptionalism. But I love this country. I want to see it defended. Tim. God damn it, bro. He literally earlier said with the with the fucking point in education. I don't know how many minutes ago that was, but in the same video, he said that teaching kids American exceptionalism does not bother him whatsoever, but then right there says that he has a problem with zealot exceptionalism. How do you think it gets started, Tim? Do you think it gets started at, oh, I don't know, at a young age? Fucking god damn, bro. How can you walk and live as a paradox? Fuck. I want to see an end to the endless wars. I do want our allies to pay for, for the defense we provide, but more importantly, we shouldn't be the world's police in the first place. So I will tell you this. Donald Trump has tried to return our troops from the Middle East. Yes, please. He tried to remove our troops from Syria. Do it. Get it done. 
he did not try to remove our troops from Syria. What he did was he moved them from one area to another. And what that did was, uh, what was it? Um, left our allies open to slaughter. Yeah, so cool, Tim. You're, you're a well-informed adult and you should definitely vote this November. That's the only reason I'm willing to support him for this. But I will tell you what, I believe that any rational American would look at this and say, nope. Yeah, nope. I, 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 you know, look, I'm, I'm sorry to, to a lot of people. Maybe it's boring. Any rational voter would actually want to hear more. Expand upon these ideas. Tell me your policy. They wouldn't just say yes, 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 please. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 Tim. That's extremely sane, rational responses to an agenda list to read through Trump's agenda agenda item list, but I'm like 90% there on what Trump is proposing right now. I agree. I have my concerns for sure, but I will tell you that with the Democrats' insanity, with the ongoing riots, with the endorsement of much of this violence, with these far leftists getting on board with the violence, I got to say, I will take Trump any day over these other groups. Now, here's what's really fascinating. Politico has a, has a story called the, Geo, the Grand Old Meltdown. What happens when a party gives up on ideas? I've never cared for the Republican Party. Donald Trump is not the Republican Party. I don't know. I don't know what he is, but he's doing his thing. And, and I got to say, the agenda. Mm, he just said he doesn't know what Donald Trump is, and yet he's just willing to vote for him. That's wild. He, list he put out. I like it. I like it a lot. For the most part, I love it. So when I saw this story, I kind of laughed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it comes. A conventions 2020 and the Republicans have nothing to offer. That's what they say. The Republican Party has no ideas. All they want to do is uh, uh, own the libs. Yep. And I thought about it. And then I saw the story about the GOP with no party platform, and I laughed. It's true. Trump is destroying the crony establishment. Let me give you a round of applause for that one. This is it. The GOP has no ideas because Trump stormed in like a bull to the crony establishment, kicking and stomping, smashing everything. And we saw... Establishment Republicans run with their tails between their legs to the Democratic Party. What? And that's why we are. William Barr is an establishment Republican. Mike Pompeo is an establishment Republican. And Trump uh, appointing what Steve Mnuchin from what the fuck is he from Goldman Sachs or Deutsche Bank? I think Goldman Sachs. Not new. That's not new either. Um, that's actually incredibly establishment. I think Obama had like four bankers on his fucking uh, 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 cabinet. Um, let's see. Uh, so two, two prominent Republicans in his state, one in the state department, the other in the department of justice, uh, Ben Carson, establishment Republican department of what labor? No, uh, urban development, um, housing and urban development. Um, Betsy DeVos registered Republican, but is a businesswoman. So she's from the private sector as well. Stephen Miller. Oh, I don't even know. Hold on. Let's see here. Uh, oh, wow. Stephen Miller's politics have been described as far right. So, um, cool. Yep. Political party Republican. Yep. Uh, so, um, yes, I would say the correct characterization would be some uh, 
establishment Republicans are turning against Trump, but uh, the other ones um, are doubling down on the actual eventual evolution of what the Republican Party is going to become, which is an authoritarian state, but a laissez-faire um, economist. So, uh, and everything Trump is doing is exactly as Republican as it can be it's just a lot of these other republicans are moving away so that they can kind of save face for the republican party so it doesn't look quite as evil as it is like you know you have your moderate democrats and you have now you have your moderate republicans which both of those are just kind of interchangeable that's why a lot of them are going for biden and then once biden uh the the replacement for biden is just a little too left they're going to go back and go for the more conservative conservative but uh, that's over. The GOP is going to be dominated by ever-increasingly radical uh, presidents because of the success of Donald Trump. So, yep. We are seeing now all of these endorsements from Republicans for Joe Biden. Laughable. I don't like any of them. I like how I don't it's just a handful of them. Like, the, I'm pretty sure the entire Senate... Uh, protected Trump from being impeached. So, like, honestly, a handful of Republicans not siding with Trump is not Trump smashing the status quo or the establishment. Um, they conformed to his more radical positions uh, simply because they have to support the president, basically, no matter what he does, because of his representation of the party since he was nominated back in 2016 to represent the party. So the Democrats faced the same situation with Bernie Sanders. If Bernie Sanders had become president and represented the Democratic Party, most, if not all, the representatives would then have to start moving in that direction and go under a Bernie banner because that's the way that they're going to continue to win votes. It's the same shit. So, um... The only difference is, is that the DNC couldn't commit to moving further left than they were with Bernie's presidency or even Bernie's nomination. So, yep. I don't like any of the Republicans. I don't, I don't, I don't like the Republicans or the Democrats for the most part. Me neither. So when I hear the GOP has no plan, I don't care. I don't care. This means nothing to me. And maybe. I don't think it should because the party that uh, has no plan is just following proto-fasci like they're just following trump so the fact that you're cool with a political party that is uh just blind and willing to blindly support somebody that you are also blindly supporting like you're both just vapid vessels for any any movement that is going to move across the agenda of american traditionalism even if that means authoritarianism thank you this has been my bread talk tim please continue i'm just that independent voter that's leaning towards trump today but this means nothing to me. Let me read this for you. The writer says, I decided to call Frank Luntz. Perhaps no person alive has spent more time polling Republican voters and counseling Republican politicians than Luntz. Wait. The 58-year-old focus group wait. guru. Yeah. His wait, isn't Frank Luntz like the guy who like, uh, like tested uh, the death tax or the estate tax and then also like worked on... Uh, whole 9-11 scam let's see the WMD scam Frank Luntz pretty sure that's him uh, oh look uh, best known for developing talking points and other messaging for Republican causes cool that's all I needed to know thank you Tim continue 
His research on policy and messaging has informed a generation of GOP lawmakers. I'm pretty sure His ability to translate to between DNC and the provinces, connecting the concerns of everyday people to their representatives in power, has been unsurpassed. If ever, anyone had an answer, it would be Luntz. Quote, before we get into that quote, just want to make sure here. Yep, he worked on the death tax instead of estate tax, and he did climate change instead of global warming. Um, I think there was also, he's worked on gun control, he worked on the Occupy Wall Street, he worked on uh, State of the Republican Party, he had the UK general election, he worked on the Australian federal election, he worked on the Irish general elections, UK conservative leadership election, Israeli and Palestine. Uh, U.S. politics in the 1990s, uh, 2010 Lie of the Year Award. What the fuck? Luntz was awarded the two, 2010 PolitiFact Lie of the Year Award for his promotion of the phrase government takeover to refor refer to healthcare reform. Alright, so this is definitely somebody we should be listening to. Thanks, Politico. You know, I don't have a history of dodging questions. Uh, but I don't know how to answer that. There is no consistent philosophy. You can't say it's about making America great again at a time of COVID and economic distress and social unrest. It's not credible. You know what? Frank's right. It's because Donald Trump hasn't yet taken over the GOP. He's pushed yes, he out many of his individuals. But you know what, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, get rid of them for all I care. I am tired of the establishment in general. And so are many That's Americans. fascinating is that he wants like a party dedicated to... Uh uh, Donald Trump, like for the, he actually wants full allegiance from a political party to a president. And you know who had situations like that? Uh, Stalin, uh, Mussolini, um, Pinochet, um, Mao from China. Um, did I say Stalin? I think I already said Stalin. Hitler. Yeah, I think I almost forgot Hitler. Yeah, those people had parties that were loyal to them, and those parties were essential to the power grab. So, whoops. Time for something else. And that's the problem. The GOP doesn't have a philosophy because there's the Trump faction and then there's the cronies who are still inside sitting around pretending to be on board with Trump. That's I never funny. liked any of the Republicans. I'm pretty sure also earlier that he said he liked certain more Republicans and Democrats because of their uh, integrity. So his integrity then is the ones that are loyal to Trump. And um, if you're an actual good judge, judger of integrity, I don't think you would look at Trump and go, such integrity, integrity, much virtue. No, no, that's not a rational response. Nope. Nope. Never liked the Democrats and I don't care about any of them. That's why I didn't vote in 2016. And now with all the riots, it's why I'm very likely going to be voting for Donald Trump. If the election happened today, yeah, I'd probably hit that, that Trump button. Now, I'll tell you this. As of right now, after seeing Trump's agenda, I think I can safely say for, for the time being, if, if, if the election happened right now, yes, mm. I would support this agenda list. I want to see more of what people have to say against Trump. I want to see what the Democrats have to offer. But so far, what I've seen has been unimpressive, has been nightmarish, to say the least. I, I am not going to stand for these fringe far leftist big part. tech companies nope. Nope. silencing American nope. voices. No, nope. don't agree with big companies being fringe far left. <laughs> no, nope. that's uh, a lie. Strange lie. Very weird lie. I am not going to stand for the Democrats lying about the riots and supporting them. Absolutely not. And that's why Donald Trump must win. He absolutely, absolutely must stop the Democrats 100%. They've gone insane. <laughs> so I think I think I've been pushed and pushed. 
Yeah, that's that's what helps uh, Tim Pool sleep at night is that same dichotomy is that the Democrats are evil and uh, Trump is here to stop them. Seriously, I cannot help but wonder whether or not Tim Pool is just secretly a QAnon supporter and just has not come forth with for, uh, word I can't say. Uh, he just can't come forward with it because that's just too fringe for now. To this point, and one of the reasons I've said uh, one day many times in the past that you know, in all likelihood I'd vote for Trump is simply because apart. I didn't know what could change. That's still true. We're a few months away. For all I know, Trump could come out and say something really dumb. So I reserve my right to say no at any point. But with this list... This, this, <laughs> come on. Can we be honest that if Trump says something dumb, that's not going to change Tim Pool's mind? Because, dude, he said a lot of dumb shit. Did he, did he watch the Axios interview? <laughs> Uh, uh, this uh, uh, agenda list with, with where the Democrats are at as of right now definitely going to be voting for Trump probably mm. a bunch of Republicans too we'll see and it's because I defer at this point with the cast in the streets there's nothing more I can say it's all, it is what it is but Franklin's <laughs> go on to say that I don't know what they're after you know there's no real philosophy others said it's about owning the libs but I'll tell you what I think there's it's safe to say there are signs of a coming Trump victory this is an article from Town Hall. It's an opinion by Wayne Allen Root, who says the signs are everywhere. Polls show an overwhelming majority of Americans don't want to defund police. They want law and order. They support police. Ray Allen Root or Root? Wait, what did he say? <laughs> I'm bad at this. Or I can say, it's all, it is what. There's no real philosophy. Others said on. it's about owning the libs, but I'll tell you what. I think there's, it's safe to say there are signs of a coming Trump victory. This is an article from Town Hall. It's an opinion by Wayne Allen Root, who says the signs are everywhere. Oh, Polls Wayne. show an overwhelming yeah. majority of Americans don't want to defund police. They want law and order. They support police. <laughs> Even 80% of... A Republican says a Trump victory is coming. Um... He was the nominee for a Libertarian Party, so but in 2012 he left the Libertarian Party and endorsed and voted for Mitt Romney in 2012. Uh, so maybe we could consider this guy. Establishment. Wow, he has a spray tan that is whiter than his teeth, and yet his eye, like his eyeballs and his teeth, just stick out amongst all that orange. Why? Why get the spray tans, man? I don't understand it. Oh, and so he's he went libertarian and then back Republican. Oh, okay. Oh, and he was... Oh, okay. Um, Co-host of a radio show. He's worked on several news channels. Spike TV. Cool. He, he produced Ghost Adventures. All right. Yep. So this is... All right. I just wanted to figure out who was giving this opinion black voters. Polls show 83% of Americans support Trump's and housing and urban development Ben Carson's ending of Obama's program designed to fill the suburbs with high density, low income housing, bringing crime and drugs to the neighborhoods of suburban moms and dads. Wow, that is just like the most anti poor sentiment I have ever heard. Like if we don't let poor people in with these low income housings, we won't have so much crime and drugs. Okay. Does anyone with a brain or common sense think it's a good idea? I mean, you know, the, there is a correlation between um, 
poverty and crime and i'm also i think been told that there's a causation between poverty and crime in a lot of cases so you know while that is true maybe we should focus in on alleviating poverty rather than blocking more uh low-income housing for you know people who are actually trying but i don't know I've, I've 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 watched movies from hollywood who say that people that end up like trying too hard for long enough end up just breaking the law anyways a good sign for Biden or uh, Democrats. That's just anecdotal. Do you think evidence, these millions so of suburban American that. homeowners who don't want to see their home home value destroyed or the neighborhood turned into war zones like Chicago, Detroit, or Baltimore are going to vote enthusiastically for Biden? He says there are more signs. The race to escape the big city crime wave rioting and looting is accelerating at warp speed. Ask any suburban realtor. Even liberal New Yorkers are running for their lives. It's not just New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle. Does anyone with a brain or common sense think this is a good sign for Biden or Democrats. And then there are guns. It's so wild that they, you know, like Trump exacerbated these situations and yet Biden is the one who's like at fault here. It's funny. America is selling out of guns and bullets too. Does anyone with a brain think it's a good sign for Democrats? Finally, there's the DNC. After hearing from all the big guns, Michelle and Barack Obama, Bill and Hillary, Jill Biden, Harris and Thursday's rest, uh, uh, and Harris, Thursday's Rasmussen poll shows Trump moving from 47 to 51 percent approval. And don't forget, Joe Biden didn't get that big old bump. He says, remember when President when then President Jimmy Carter led Republican nominee Ronald Reagan by 10 points during the summer of 1980? Reagan won in a historic landslide. Remember when Democratic nominee Dukakis was up by 17 points over George H.W. Bush, but Bush won 426 to 111. Don't look now, but it's about to happen again. The signs are everywhere. Trump is about to win an electoral landslide. Maybe. I'm starting yeah, to think maybe. so. Biden's Political polls. National general election among independents. Trump is up 10 points. Maybe. 10 point lead. Listen, I said a couple years ago, I well, would never yeah, that's true. vote for that's Donald true. Trump. I said in January, I will never have. But Biden is a fucking horrible candidate. Like if, <laughs> if the DNC wanted the independent vote, they would have gone for uh, Bernie Sanders but they were much more interested in the moderate vote and that's what they're going for. So I hope it pays off for them because I think it's a dog shit choice. I have a gun in my home and now I have several. Times changed and they changed fast. And that's why I'm saying I reserve my right to change my mind on Trump or anybody else because we've got a couple months. Things could absolutely change. I absolutely yeah. won't be voting for the Democrats. No way. Learned my lesson there. I think anybody is entitled to the right to change their mind. I think anybody can be who they want to be. It's just really hard for me to get behind the idea that you would change from a liberal to a conservative to a proto-fascist. Like, we got to talk about stuff, Tim. We got to talk about how you got there. But they've managed to get me to say straight up, yeah, I'll be voting for Trump. Not that I'm happy about it, but I, I will tell you that. If we actually, like, watch over, like, the past, what, three years of Tim Pool's content from when... Trump was elected to now. I wonder if we can slowly watch his radicalization from uh, from uh, liberal already turned conservative going even further. Uh, so I don't know. It's strange. This there's 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 things to be critical of. I don't like being backed into a corner. But I said before, Trump's not that bad, right? It's uh, a <laughs> you, you, you may be familiar with Flecka's talks. He would say Trump's bad, but he's not that bad, right? Now I agree with that 100. percent he agrees that Trump's bad, 
I think Trump's bad, but he's not that bad. And that's why I can sleep at night knowing I voted for him. Because he's not that bad. Now I see this agenda list and I say, <laughs> there's some bad things on it, but it's pretty good. It, it is pretty good. I just, <laughs> it's, it's fucking fascinating because I think if Tim Pool had a Democrat in office who was separating families, he would be a lot more fervent and angry. But since Trump's doing it, he can forget about it come election time. It's fascinating. He's not that bad. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> at this point, considering all the riots, considering as insane as Democrats have been, I look at that list and I say, okay, fine. If Trump can get in, and if we can get in enough pro-Trump candidates to uh, end, the, 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 to get our troops back from the Middle East, I will be very happy. So as long as Trump can bring home troops, don't care. Don't care about anything else that he does. He can... He can uh, uh, completely eliminate Medicare and Social Security, but as long as he brings those troop homes, troop, troops home, uh, he could uh, nuke Iran. But as long as he brings those troops home, I don't. I don't. That was hyperbolic, but like honestly, it just sounds like that he can literally do no wrong in the eyes of Tim Pool as long as he can promise to end the endless wars, but still eradicate terrorism and COVID nineteen very, very happy. If these other countries in Europe will pay their GDP share for our military to be over there, I'll be really happy. But I'm just also like, we shouldn't be the world police and never been a big fan of that. And if Trump can get through congressional term limits, I will be very happy. And for that, I think Donald Trump deserves my vote. You know what? I'm going to give you one final big, you know, Point smack up. in the face on all of this. I watched Donald Trump's speech at the RNC today, and he was talking about Hillary Clinton and he said, I'm not going to say a bad word because they're going to get mad at me. And I laughed and I was like, the dude's attitude has improved. I love it. It was great. It was wow. positive. So he's also just stoked off the idea that Trump has done less ad hominem attacks. Very low bar. Like the fact that he's just like, ah, oh, at least at least he stopped calling Hillary names. What an improvement. But uh, there were so many lies told in his speech that just Temple doesn't see his lies and again here we are at the crossroads between a brick wall and a stone wall tight positive he's doing a good job i'm start I, you know look over the past year i have absolutely warmed to donald trump and i think it's because he's been improving the joe scarborough thing he did man does that sour me on his behavior but i will tell you this right now the agenda list has dropped. I've seen what he's all about. And without me even asking, Donald Trump tried to get our troops back in the Middle East. Normally, what is he I, would, about? I, would, I would not vote. I wouldn't. That's why I didn't do it in 2016, because I do not want to be involved in whatever stupid nonsense comes about when you elect someone. Because I've, I've been there, done that. This is the same. This is almost the same election, except it's more dire because we have to decide of whether or not we want four more years of just this <laughs> we've crossed the threshold tim and what you're saying is to keep going keep going in this deep dark orange abyss is there a dark but i think orange? the democrats are Can a major threat right now and while i've said many times i am not someone to vote against someone my vote today is for the most part a, a vote against the encroachment of the far left extremism and i have no problem saying it it's gotten worse mm. and worse and worse it's funny it's so here i am if you type dark orange into Google, the 
second recommendation. Oh, I thought it said urine. Nope. Nope, urine dropped all the way down there. Alright, for the first time, I'm pretty sure it was urine. Now it says color. Why are you fucking with me? It was urine. Alright, whatever, man. It's still down there on the list, but I'm pretty sure the first one was urine the first time, but whatever. Alright. Joke ruined. Formerly a liberal, voted for Barack Obama the first time, got mad about the wars, still support social policy, believe in a welfare program so long as they're administered properly. I'm pro-choice. I believe in a progressive tax system. I believe we absolutely need to tax the wealthy. I believe that what we need to do is create larger uh, tax brackets beyond 250, not raise taxes on people above 250 or 400, but create new brackets from like 400 to a million, from a million to five and five to 10. That's what I believe. Why would you and even though I've, you know, if you create new brackets, you're gonna have to either increase or decrease the rate, depending on like the bracket, right? So then, for some people who were at higher, are going to pay a different tax rate than they are paying now. So, oh my God! I've seen all these problems with, uh, uh, you know, how the Democrats have run things. Jesus. My opinions on these things stay the same, but I will tell you this. Considering how awfully Democrats have, have run everything, mm -hmm. I'm going to sit back for at least four years and see how the Republicans can do if they do win. Because the people that... You know they've been in power for the past four years, right? You know that, right? This is, this is the Republicans' America. So to say that the Democrats have run everything while the entire time a Republican president and a Republican Senate. Please, Tim, wake the fuck up. Because... You're dreaming, bud. That I normally would have selected failed miserably. And I look at these Democrat-run cities, and they are just, it's just awful. So I'll tell you what, Trump, have at it. Get them congressional term limits in. Drain the swamp of these cronies who run for 30 years and never get anything done. I am sick of it. And bring our troops back. And I'm going to be very, very happy. Fix our schools. Go for it. I've had enough of this. I've had enough. It's, it looks like Trump is the best bet, at least as far as I can tell. You don't have to agree with me. You don't. It's fascinating. By all means, disagree. But let's have a conversation about it. He's just so fed up with everything. And yet, and yet, it's because of the people, because of the Democrats. Um, he was brought to the point of nausea because of the Democrats. It has nothing to do with the rhetoric that's been pushed that the, that the evil Dems, right? been pushed so hard this election cycle it's all very fascinating um tim pool is a liar and i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of more of his positions continue to change as uh you know trump's gonna become full he's gonna be be radicalized too as time goes on trump's going to uh have more and more power as time continues on so i can imagine that Tim Pool is going to be following him pretty hard down that rabbit hole. Um, but let's just acknowledge that within like the first five minutes of Trump's speech at the RNC, I believe, he said that if the crowd chanted 12 more years rather than four more years, the, 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 they would hate it. The, the libs would just hate it. And I just want to leave y'all with that because he plays it off as a joke, but we know we've heard this before. In fact, he posts that same meme on Twitter all the time so he's not joking he's preparing his base and his audience 
for the idea of him being in office longer than his term limit sets. And I will not be surprised the day that Tim Pool defends it. But hey, that's just Tox News, where we're completely unfair, unbalanced, biased, and utterly toxic. We know it, we just don't care. And uh, thank you for joining me. If you didn't join me, how are you hearing this? That's it for me. C'est la vie. Hasta luego. Seize the day. Uh, do something with someone else's life. Not your own. Not your own. That's not within your. That's not within your power. Um, I have been your host, or have I?